Hey gang, it's your friendly fellow fat fighter Beefcake here from the Randomosity Health Podcast. I am here to let you know about our sponsors, Compound Health and Fitness. Compound Health and Fitness uh, are wonderful, wonderful people who have been helping me with this personal weight loss journey, and they can help you too. If you go to compoundhealthandfitness.com, you can inquire information about their services. They offer classes. They offer personal training, one-on-one sessions. They even offer a wonderful wedding package. So if you're looking to get in shape for that special day, they have something for you there too. You can find them on Facebook under Compound Health and Fitness or at their website, compoundhealthandfitness.com. And this is for everyone, whether you're looking to lose weight, improve your health, or just obtain a happier, healthier lifestyle. And if you let them know that you're a Randomosity Health listener, you're going to receive a complimentary health and fitness consultation. So contact them today at compoundhealthandfitness.com. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Randomosity Health Podcast here on the Randomosity Podcast Network. I am your host, Frank Beefcake Monroe, and today with me, a very, very special guest, one of our sponsors of this amazing podcast from Compound Health and Fitness, Anthony Giordano. Woo! Yeah, you like yeah that? see, you told me to get vocal. Yeah, so vocal. I to give myself a little cheer there. That's right. You have to. <laughs> you have to. And sometimes no. you got to Ric Flair it, just like that, well, you know? That's how we do. Woo! <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that works. Well, Anthony, welcome to the show. You and, be my uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. I'll be Rick Flair. Oh, today. absolutely. I'll go put the that? kilt on right now. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get we're, a pair we're of sunglasses. We're still in that wrestling mood from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you have one discussion, and it just it just bleeds into the whole day. Um, so, Anthony, we're here to talk about what today? Oh, we're just kind of, you know, it's been about five months since you started out. We kind of want to talk about, uh, you know, your journey so far, sort of see, you know, the the peaks and the valleys, you know, things that you've encountered that you've struggled with and just kind of where we're going to go moving forward with that. Well, Uh, as a man who looks at himself in the mirror every day, I've seen plenty of my peaks and valleys. So, you know, we'll we'll get there. Uh, (laughs) Right on. Well, let's uh, a little few less valleys uh, hopefully that's true they peaks aren't those so have been going away so yeah. i've noticed a, l- a little bit the, of land, time. the land's flattening right yeah, it all is right, it is i'm starting to look like kansas it's a little awkward <laughs> uh, but anyway so um all right so where would we like to start here uh well you know as a man I, who kicks my butt two times a week you know eh, personally yeah, yeah. my wife i hear does it better but <laughs> they, you like to tell me that all the time about see, the, the see, workouts rachel, with her a little bit tougher well that's the thing rachel she's she's deceiving is what it is because you come in and she's motherly and loving and she's all sweet and innocent and then you get to working out and all of a sudden like you're she's just like the devil you well, know yeah she's got this tiny little package <laughs> and this cute little smile she's all Ooh. 
how are you? Give me a big hug. Yeah. You pick her up, and then she's like, <laughs> okay, now go do 50 burpees over there. Yeah, like, well, and exactly, and that's the thing is because before and after the workout, like, she's the nicest, most wonderful person in the world, but during the workout, it's like, oh, God, I kind of hate you right now. No. So, but it's it's still good. It's still good. The real, the funny thing is. She's fierce. Very. Yeah. The funny thing, though, is because you don't see the other side. When she comes home and she's like, oh, let me tell you about what workouts I gave today. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. It was so good. I did this. I did that. You know, and she gets off on it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, hey, if, if it excites her that much, I'm glad to uh, have participated. Yeah. So that was good. She would have done good back in the medieval days. Torture. <laughs> she could have been. Oh, I put so many people on the rack today. It was amazing. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, I, I right, earned I'm two shillings. <laughs> So it's been um, it's been just a little over five months since we started this whole shindig, this whole ordeal of uh, my health and weight loss journey, uh, and along with Randomosity Podcast. So when let's let's go back to the beginning. When when I first started with you guys, when I first contacted you with this idea I had for this podcast um, and about sponsoring, um, I was at a place where I had been already trying to lose weight. And I'd already been working out and I had accomplished a feat of I'd lost almost 30 pounds at that time, mm-hmm. but I'd hit that wall where I couldn't do anything else. And I absolutely knew absolutely nothing about working out. Um, when I went to the gym, like I, I was lost, like mm-hmm. I had no idea what to do. And that's part of the reason that we got connected and I, I came to talk to you guys about this. Um, now, since then, I, I have lost another um, 40 pounds. So I'm down almost a total of 70 from where I very first started. Um, so what, what was the weight, the, the first day that we worked out and you, you weighed me in, where was I at? You're, uh, we have you down for 366 when you started now. Okay. Um, you know, going over those numbers is really interesting and I love to talk about it because yeah, 366 body fat was about 38.4%. Um, you know, when we look at your overall inches, it's really I mean, you've done a lot of great work over this time, Frank, and, you know, we've had our ups and downs, but still five months in, over 20 inches lost all around. Um, you're at 328.7 as we weighed in this week, so mm-hmm. almost almost a full 40 pounds, and body fat's down over 4%. So, nice. you know, the body is reshaping itself, and that's what we want. That's that's so. true. And, I mean, I've, I've uh, like you said, we have had our ups and downs because um, – we had a really rough time during the month of December, and it was because I was uh, literally I was only home four days the entire month. Oh, yeah. So it was a very difficult time. Um, luckily, some places that I went to had a gym where I could go work out, and, and I tried to stay pretty regular mm-hmm. that way. Um, the thing that really hurt me the most like, was the nutrition factor. Uh, because a lot of times when you're on the road, when you're going airport to airport or uh, you're in like other countries and stuff like you pretty much are at the, the mercy of whatever is offered to you as far as nutrition. and yeah, food go. You know, traveling and nutrition is probably the toughest thing, you know, I would say the majority of people struggle with. It's, you know, when you leave the comfort of your own home, your own kitchen or your own surroundings that you're familiar with, then it's like like you're a baby you're like oh crap, what do I do? What do I eat? And, you know, we talked about it. You told me at times you're just like. Yeah, I'm at the mercy of whoever's there. I was just eating to eat something because I'm hungry and I, you know, yeah. got to take what's what's around. Exactly. And, and and that's totally fine. But, you know, that's that's what I hope to, you know, really talk about today and kind of address, you know, that mental aspect of it. You know, what does it do to you mentally? Because I know when I saw you come back, I could tell you were struggling. Oh, I yeah. I could tell absolutely. that you were like you were in a 
state you're like kind of down you just couldn't get back up you didn't have the same enthusiasm in, in your workouts mm-hmm. and it, it, like i said it wasn't about the working out you you were doing it on the road i saw you sending pictures in mm-hmm. but it's all about the nutrition and, and that's what i think hits home with a lot of people because it is more of an emotional and psychological thing when you know when it comes to the eating it is and that's that's actually a really big point as well is because when whenever anybody uh starts uh, to try to lose weight uh, and I know this because I've tried it a million times before and, and had these walls before. So you, you'll hit a point where you plateau, where you just can't lose any weight whatsoever. And a lot of times that's very discouraging to people. They feel like they can't achieve that goal. They can't lose any more weight. That was where I was at when I, when I started working out with you guys. Um, and then all of a sudden, like once I got both the workouts and then, I mean, the workouts started helping once I actually knew what I was doing in the gym. And then I added the nutrition factor to that where I was actually eating the right kinds of food and the right types at the right time. Because you remember when we first started out, like I would eat one meal a day yeah. and that was it. Yeah. And uh, that was one of my biggest problems. And then once once I got on my nutrition regimen where I had to eat food throughout the day, I had to eat my meals, I had to eat my big breakfast, I had to eat my snacks in between. And I had the hardest time, probably the first month that we were doing this, I could not eat all that food. Oh, yeah. Like I was constantly telling you, like I had breakfast, but I I'm not hungry the rest of the day. No. You know. I remember you told me plenty times. I'm just like, what'd you have? And this, and I'm like, okay, you gonna eat more? You're like, I'm full. I can't eat anymore. Yeah. Like I'm literally about to burst yeah. at the seams. And, and, and that's fun. It's a funny uh, misconception for a lot of people because most people look at somebody overweight or obese and be like, hey, you know, they just eat a shit ton of food. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I I, we have, we have I don't know. The, I don't know it's the okay. rules on this station. <laughs> you know, but, uh, we, we're not regulated by the FCC. Okay, FCC is so. not going to come. The S word is okay. The no, no, we'll be fine. Okay, well, we won't go too far down that road. <laughs> but no, back to us. If you want to swear, we'll just go do randomosity podcasts. You can swear all you <laughs> okay. want there. All right. Well, we'll still keep it kind of PG thirteen for the most part. Um, but no, you know what I was saying is about that misconception that large people tend to eat a lot of food which is totally not the case i found throughout my years working with people that the larger they are tend to have a less less appetite just smaller Mm -hmm. appetite in general that's true and it's because it's a thing that's been maybe basically conditioned into their brain and into their body you know it starts out you start putting on weight the first inclination for most people is oh crap i gotta cut my calories Mm -hmm. and what they do they start cutting their calories so much that they've program their body and their metabolism to slow down your body wants to stay at a neutral state mm-hmm. when you start cutting out calories the first thing your body thinks is oh crap we got to hold on a bit because i want to survive yeah there's so, a famine i'm going to need this yeah, energy yeah yeah and, and you've heard about that before i'm sure you know a lot of a lot of uh specialists and you know um oh absolutely out there talk about that but you know i really try to address that with my clients you, you need to understand you're going to start cutting your calories and then you're going to go start doing more activity mm-hmm. which requires energy. That yeah. the numbers just don't work. It makes no sense. If but unfortunately that's one of the things that's been preached for years and years and years like so so many people grew up like I I know when I grew up in the 80s and 90s like uh it was one of those things they told you if you want to lose weight you cut your calorie intake and you make you you do more work than you take in calories and that's how you lose weight like that's what the way it's always been pitched and so that was one of the really big things that I had to get over and I had to learn that you guys taught me was was and it makes sense when I when I tell people now I use analogies mm-hmm. uh, I'll use an analogy like okay if your if your car starts acting up you don't put in less gas 
to fix the problem. You yeah. know, uh, you you still fill up the tanks that way you can run the engine so you can tell what's wrong with the car. You know, you fix what's the actual problem is. Um, and in the case of, of dieting and food, like if you starve yourself or you don't eat that, then your body reacts to that, and that's when you lose muscle mass. That's when you uh, you actually start gaining weight because your body transfers everything that you have into fat or it wants to store it for later because it thinks, hey, this may be my last meal. So it's it's one of those things, and uh, I agree with you 100%, and it's it's probably the hardest thing that I personally had to overcome myself, but once I did, like, that's when we really started seeing those big gains as far as weight loss goes. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it just comes back to, you know, retraining your metabolism. You, you have to t- train your body and teach your body that, hey, we need to start metabolizing, utilizing these, these nutrients as mm-hmm. energy. I mean, because that's essentially all it is, you know, that whole uh, ideology of calories in versus calories out, what you were taught when you were younger, you know, all you got to do is work out more or do more, burn off more calories than you take in and you'll lose weight. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're going to, but is it the right kind of weight? You know? No, and, and it's like you've told me before, like it's, it usually starts with your, your light muscle mass. Yeah. You know, it starts eating your muscle first because it's your, your fat is used for different things. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, and, and that's a bunch of, you know, scientific stuff we can always go into. I do nutritional education classes about that. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, understanding what proteins, fats, and carbs really do for your body. Mm-hmm. What is it using it for? How is it really metabolizing? How does energy get created? And how do you also utilize that energy within your workouts? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's another good point, too. You brought up the, the, the matter of carbs and fats, which are all often in a lot of diets and a lot of uh, fads out there for for people to lose weight um, those are often looked at as the enemies Mm -hmm. and unfortunately your body actually needs carbohydrates and fats to to function properly oh yeah Um, but in the in the 80s there was this big like slander campaign about you know fat's bad for you don't eat fat it'll make you fat it is fat you know Um, and they don't realize that that's one of the first things that gets burned Uh, on top of that your brain needs it to function um, so it's, it, I, I feel like that was one of the big misconceptions yeah. too. Cause like everybody's always looking for low fat or, yeah. you know, I even see people like trim, trim fat off of stuff to, to make sure that, uh, they, they don't put on weight or whatever. Oh yeah. And fat, fat got a bad rap during the eighties and nineties. You know, I've done a little, uh, little speeches about that and talked to people, but it's, uh, it's funny, you know, we go through this two, about two decades or so really where everything was fat free, low mm-hmm. fat, cut the fat out. It's like you said, everybody thought fat made you fat mm-hmm. and you know, we kept getting fatter. So, okay. Does that really make much sense? Um, no, the problem is fats. You have to have them. They are essential for your body at a cellular level to metabolize the nutrients you're taking in. If you don't have fat, you cannot metabolize that stuff. And that's what people don't seem to understand. Yeah, you can't go eat a, you know, a ton of trans fats and you got to watch it on your saturated fats because those are, you know, they can be hard on your cardiovascular system, but they are essential too for moving hormones around in your body. You know, I can't even talk, (laughs) stumbling over my words, it's been a long day you know, transferring nutrients through the body, through the muscular cells. That way, um, you know, you just got to have the fats. And that's where we talk about it a lot. Really trying to help people break some of those habits and those ideas that they've, you know, absorbed for the last 20 years. It's hard. 
Understandable. And you mentioned a little bit earlier that um, that you teach nutrition classes. Yeah. Um, and so do you want to talk a little bit about that? Maybe let our listeners know a little bit about them. So if maybe they uh, were interested in learning more about the topic, they, they could come join one of these classes. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Well, let's lead into this real quick. We're, okay. you know, we're gonna spring spring it on as a surprise, but uh, we're opening our own studio now. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? You get a nice little gym to come work out in, nice. Frank. Nice. Not that shabby little other gym that. Yeah, we're I'm gonna at. come christen that place with my sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we'll be. Uh, we're excited to say, you know, we're gonna be opening our own studio soon. Um, it's gonna be located over off of 119th and Glenwood. Um, Right there near Cheesecake Factory, Whole Foods. Oh, perfect, jump. perfect places yeah. to have a gym next exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Because we're going <laughs> to go sit right there in front. We're going to be like, okay, you just ate a piece of cheesecake. Come over here. It's going to go mean mug the people as they go into the you cheesecake You know what factory. Rachel told me today, and it's actually pretty funny. She's What's like, that? We're gonna, she's like, let's go talk to the bakery right there or talk to Cheesecake Factory or Johnny's or whatever and say, uh, you know, get a little coupon book from them, 10 bucks, a little gift card, whatever, and then we'll do like, the cheesecake workout have people work out and say here's your gift card go get a piece of cheesecake and make that mental connection this is what <laughs> you just did for that single piece of cheesecake fair enough that's you that's know? actually not a bad idea that helps yeah. people to be able to uh, correlate uh, the two so are you going to do a workout that burns the amount of calories for yeah. that piece of cheesecake yeah yeah i think that's i think that's yeah. a really good idea actually so it, it was just more of a fun way to be like hey you know get in get a workout on you know but make that connection with what you're eating what kind of work is really taken to actually yeah you know metabolize that and consume it well what, and that's, what's it really do that's something a lot of people don't realize too is because like not now that there are nutrition labels on like every food kind of food that you get mm-hmm. uh people will look at that and they, they might see okay this um you know this has this much of of all these different things or it's this many calories but a lot of people don't equate calories to actual energy yeah. expended, which that's exactly what calories are. It's the exact definition. Calories are a unit of energy. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times people don't correlate those two things. And I think something like that really puts it in their face as far as, hey, you know, this this is what you're taking in. But this is what you have to do to, to not store that, you know, as fat. So yeah. that's that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Plus, I mean, cheesecake, it's got a lot of sugar in it. So that yeah. doesn't help. Well, you know, <laughs> it's funny because we just come up with it, or she came up with this idea we're talking about. You know, the the one big strain is when you train people and you hear, like, at our boot camps on Saturdays morning, oh, I'm going to go to brunch after this, get a nice big cinnamon roll, or go, <laughs> go get some drinks, or, you know. Yeah. It's like, why? Why are you in here, you know? I've seen those people before. They make yeah. me laugh. Like, there's there's people who um, will go work out so that they can allow themselves yeah, exactly. to not feel guilty about going to eat yeah. stuff like that. And I just, I, I don't think that there's a purpose to it at that point because you're, you're obviously, you don't have a goal. No. Uh, which anytime that you're in any sort of health or fitness program, I think you should have a goal. Um, just for the simple fact that if nothing else, it motivates you and keeps mm-hmm. you going. It's like, uh, and I understand that some people feel differently about this, but I'm very anti-cheat days as well. Uh, there's a ton of people who work out who are like, oh, well, you know, Fridays are my cheat days. Yeah. You know, I can eat whatever I want. And it's like, then you're doing nothing. Like, yeah. you're not helping your body out at yeah. all. You're wasting all this money on, on gym time and, and the things you eat the rest of the week. Like, you might as well just be eating crap the whole time. Well, the problem is cheat days got taken advantage of. You know, yeah. somebody came up with that slogan or that idea. Said, hey, yeah, you have your cheat days. It's a way to be free. Well, 
people realize, yeah, I'm going to take that cheat day and I'm going to make it a real damn cheat. I'm going to have you a know? cheat week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that was one thing, you know, we've always talked about with our clients about the cheat day. Idea. It's like, okay, you got a free meal. That's what I call it. Yeah. You got a free meal, not a day. Doesn't mean a whole day just to go eat whatever the hell you want and load up on all the back crap because you just ruined all the work you just did for the week, you know, mm-hmm. being good. Um, so, yeah, you know, and it's all that goes back to the psychological side. How do you want to accept it or deal with it? You know, yeah. cheat if you like you said, you don't like the idea, you don't like the word or the term of cheat meal. Me neither. Rachel says it all the time still. It yeah. works for her. I'm, and every time well, she like says I said, it, yeah, I plug my ears. About it. Yeah, I plug my ears. I'm like, free meal, free meal. <laughs> of course, I'm one of those people who uh, I also I look for loopholes in like everything. Mm. And so I, I know that if I were to allow myself that opportunity to have a cheat day or a free meal, um, I would I would be like, well, I had a really hard workout today, too. So uh, I feel I've earned this. Yeah. And then before you know it, like your diet's gone to crap and your workouts are doing nothing for yeah. you. So it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. For some people, it may work. And if it works for you, great, wonderful, more power to you. But imagine how much better it would work for you if you didn't do that. Yeah. Well, it's like I said, it gets taken advantage of the people that, you know, utilize the idea of achievement or those that, like you said, they have a goal, they have structure mm-hmm. in their workout and with their health and they know what they're doing. That's when a cheat meal is actually, you know, advantageous. But yeah. for the person that's just like, oh yeah, I've worked out, you know, five times this week really hard. I get this cheat meal. I'm sure you cheated at your <laughs> lunch meeting. Oh, yeah. at that dinner that you didn't make and you drove did drive through. Yeah. You yeah. you've cheated at other times. You know, those people they just use it as an excuse. But that's the thing, out of sight, out of mind. A lot of people are yeah. like that. They're just like, Well, True. you know, if I don't think about it again, it didn't happen. You yeah. Know? So yeah. But I mean that's that's a good point. I I feel sorry. I didn't mean to get off on a tangent oh, no. there, but just every time I see or hear somebody do that, I just shake my head because I'm like if if I had that kind of mentality about this, like I would still have no results. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a guy who's lost 70 pounds. No big deal, but I I'm just some guy. I'm not a scientist. I'm not I'm not a doctor. You're not some guy. You're beefcake. That's true. Sl- slowly but surely turning <laughs> into beefcake. So yes. we're getting there. We're getting there. Um so so what what else did you want to you want to well, touch about or talk about well i was gonna topic? go back because we did go on that tangent yeah. but we're talking about the nutrition um classes and meetings yes. you know basically um those, they're free education classes for people to come in and just sit down and learn more of the you know the scientific side the reason of why you're doing what you're doing um you know to me that's what it's all about it's about education yeah, you can come in and you can learn how to work out properly. We teach you, you know, correct body movements and make sure to count your reps and your weights. But it's really, to me, it's the education and understanding what can you take and apply outside of the gym Absolutely. or in our realm and apply in the world yourself. And that's where the nutrition classes, I think, are just so beneficial. Um, we also, I mean, do nutritional coaching. Um, and that's something we're going to get into n- next with you. Um really diving in more deeply into the ideas of meal planning and prepping and going through the shopping and, you know, looking through the kitchen and making sure that our kitchen's set up to be a good kitchen. Because a lot of it, you know, that's a problem people have. They want to cook at home. Mm -hmm. They don't know how, or they don't have the right tools and they, and they don't know where to start. Now you, you, you've spent days in the, in the kitchen being a chef. I know you talked to me all about, so I don't think yeah, I can cook a little bit. Well, and that's the thing. (laughs) I don't don't think you don't know your way around the kitchen, Yeah. but for even people like that, that know the way they're around the kitchen, not always knowing the way around, you know, when it comes to meal planning, Mm -hmm. what 
in terms of you know what is their day like and what the activities are going to be like how do they structure their meals around that yeah. and also then how to shop for that well so. and those have been two things that actually i have with my meal planning um i've realized uh are, are more difficult because like you can uh, there there are two methods that i've i've tried and and both like have their perks and they they also have their downsides like there's the buy everything for the week and mm-hmm. set down and just cook it all one day and then partition it out so that way you're ready for the week uh, which is okay, but then you end up having um, the same thing a lot. Yeah. Um, which whenever I do something like that, I, I try to break it up. I try to make, okay, well, you know, two days I'll have chicken, two days I'll have salmon, two days I'll have this, you know, and then, you know, do it that way. Um, but so there's that method, which which works. I mean, it, it does. You you have your meals ready. Everything's ready. You just pop it in the microwave. It's when nice. You're ready to it go. just gets boring. Exactly. Like it does. It gets boring. You you crave variety. And mm-hmm. you're just like, well, how can I mix this up, but also make it so I have more than one meal with it, you know? Um, the other method I've tried is actually more of a European method as far as like grocery shopping and meals are preferred uh, because in Europe, a lot, a lot of people don't know this. They don't have huge refrigerators like we do. Uh-huh. They, they might have a little tiny ice box that they keep certain things in. But for the whole, most European cities, people go and buy their food every single day at the market mm-hmm. uh, to prepare. And so I've, I've tried it that way where I, I mean, obviously I don't go to the grocery store every day to buy it, but like I'll buy stuff and then I'll prepare it fresh every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I'll, I'll get up in the morning and I'll make my breakfast. And then after that, like I'll eat my breakfast while I'm cooking my meals for the rest of the day. Um, or I'll cook lunch and cook dinner separately. Um, that doesn't help with the planning out as far as um, as far as having meals ready throughout the week. So if you're going to have a busy schedule or something, that doesn't work really well. Yeah. But if you know you're going to have the time to prepare all the meals, you know you're going to have the you know you have plenty of uh, prep time and all that stuff, then that works great because it gives you that variety. You're never eating the same food over and over and getting sick of it. Mm. Um, so what what do you feel like where where would the healthy balance be here? Well, you know, the strategy that I coach when it comes to meal planning is, you know, first you just got to assess your eating situation for the week. Um, you know, I, I tell all my clients, sit down and, and look at your week, you know, break it down. Most people I tell, you know, break it down Monday through Friday mm-hmm. for your weekday, work week, and then your weekends. Um, and just look at it, you know, what, what do you generally eat? Like, what is your meal... Um, I should say schedule. How many meals are you having a day? You know, mm-hmm. your, your overall consumption. Are you doing generally doing a breakfast, lunch, a dinner, one snack, two snacks a day? Kind of how do you, you know, eat? Because m- most people eat in patterns. Yeah. Um, and then once you have that figured out, you know, I always tell people, now think to me about the meal that's the hardest to plan for, the hardest to prep for, the one that you just know, hey, I'm busy. I get home from work. A lot of people say dinner because that's the mm-hmm. one they get home from work and they just want something ready to go. But, you know, it could be breakfast. People yeah. get up and they're in a rush for work and they don't make anything and they skip out on breakfast. So that's another one, too. Yeah, breakfast is usually my hardest one. But I'll tell you what, omelets have saved my life. Yeah. Like, omelets are amazing <laughs> because of the simple fact that very simple to make, but at the same time, you have enough leeway that you can you can create totally different meal, yeah. like omelet to omelet. Yeah, so. and, and a lot of people, you know, it's funny, they're like, when I talk about breakfast and getting protein and they're like, oh, so that mean eggs? Yeah, it means eggs, but mm-hmm. I mean, you can dress your eggs up tons yeah. of different ways. You know, people talk eggs about it. Eggs are very versatile. Bo- very. Yeah. yeah. It's a very versatile protein source you can use for a lot of different ways. Um, so, yeah, definitely do that. But, you know, getting back to the meal planning and strategy, it's all about really, to me, 
mapping out about 60 to 70 percent of your of your week with mm-hmm. your meals you know you got to give yourself some structure there but you got to give yourself a little bend mm-hmm. in your week because things come up it's life it's yeah. going to happen and what you know what i've seen with a lot of people is when they follow a very very structured plan and they have everything mapped out there's going to be days or meals that they miss and it becomes more of a downer you know mm-hmm. because it's like oh crap i failed i yeah. didn't stick to my plan um you know so mapping out 60 70 percent still gives you you know some some framework to what to work with and then gives you a little wiggle room on those days or those meals that you may not know what's happening it's like that kind of bend but don't break idea gotcha and that way you know you're still you're still focusing on those healthy habits the healthy eating that you need to and not being overly consumed with the idea of meal prepping that it can be very time consuming if you try to plan out the whole thing and mm-hmm. prep it all ahead. So, you know, like I said, when you say find a happy medium right there, you know, 60, 70% of those days. Right on. Yeah. And that's uh, that's one thing too, because when I, when I did do the, uh, and this is kind of what I've started doing again is, uh, just having one day a week that I cook like yeah. almost everything. Um, now recently I've been cooking every single meal. But um, but I think I'm going to get back to it for the simple fact that like uh, on, on a Sunday, say uh, Sundays, usually there's not a lot going on. You know, it's it's like my one down down day of the week. I, I'm not recording a podcast. I'm not editing anything like I'm just getting ready for the week. I'm, I may be doing laundry or something. So on that and day, your football team's not playing anymore. What's that? Well, what? yours won't be uh, next week either. So you know, I had to drop that. It's, fi- it's OK. You know, we, we it's fine. It's okay. It is what it You're is. You're right. My team won't be playing after next week. I know. There's I only know. one game left. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's okay. The only reason <laughs> they let the Broncos go to the Super Bowl was the fact that they didn't want any of them feel like having their feelings hurt from not going to the Pro Bowl. So oh. that's that's <laughs> the only reason they're there. And I, I think Cam Newton in Carolina has a little something to say there. So it'll be <laughs> fine. Anyways, As this, you can this tell, is not randomosity sports. Yeah, we're going to put football. this on your other state. Let's not talk football. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk that on randomosity sports. So, um... But yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so a lot of people look at it as, well, I don't want to waste my whole day cooking. A, cooking doesn't take that much time. Oh, no. But B, if you break it down and do it meal by meal throughout the week, you're going to spend a lot more time of your week uh, cooking than oh, yeah. you are if you do it all in one day. No, and that's a good realization, you know, and to make comment about that because that, that is true. A lot of people think, oh, I can't. I got to spend, you know, one day prepping yeah. and cooking food. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't have time for that. Well, you also You've complain about worked in a restaurant. And you like. also <laughs> complain about not having time during the week. So yeah. you tell me, when do you have less time? Exactly. And and that free day, I mean, because that's the great thing, too, is you can you once most things, once you once you have them cooking, all you really have to do is watch them so they don't burn. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot if you're baking something or, or frying something, sometimes it's just a timer uh, and you can multitask like there's almost everybody I know out there, uh, especially in that's on a health or fitness journey. Almost all of them have shows that they watch or something like that, you know, yeah. or a movie that they haven't got a chance to see you can multitask like you can watch your show while you're doing this you know Mm -hmm. um it's it's not like cooking is all you're doing at that time and so once you find that happy medium you know what you're making um you know you can multitask like i i almost always like i'll take my kindle and uh you know i've got netflix on there so like i'll I'll play a show or something and i'll be listening slash watching it while i'm cooking yeah while i'm doing the prep work oh i'm the same way we got the you know i'll put on netflix and watch my show and just 
you know, go to town chopping the veggies, yeah. prepping the meats and whatnot. And it is, I mean, it, you know, you think if you think about it and just the task at hand, then yeah, it is a little overwhelming and it's consumed. But if you try to find some enjoyment that you're doing something else, you know, enjoying your weekend, if it's on a Sunday, then yeah, absolutely. You can watch the game, you know, yeah. like all sorts of things. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as, oh, that's too much time or, oh, I don't have time to do that. Once again, you have time to do anything because it's it's a means of making it a priority. And the fact that you can multitask such a thing, like, automatically eliminates that as an excuse. Yeah. So you should never not have time to prepare food. Yeah. So that's, that's my personal <laughs> feeling. I'll get off my soapbox. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, how how do you now with your uh, your nutrition classes? Mm-hmm. Um, how do these work? Are you actually showing people how to cook, or are you just going over the basics of nutrition? Like um, on the the education classes are just more about the basics and the understanding behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, we do offer um, actual cooking classes where okay. you know basically how it works is Frank, you come to me, you give me some of your favorite you know two or three recipes you like. And I'm going to break those things down and restructure them in a healthy manner. How can we make the foods that you like healthier and then teach you, you know, how to cook it or okay. how to prep it? So um, those, those things, we offer those as well. Um, you know, we're, we're as we're expanding and moving into the new space, we're looking at doing actual on-hand cooking classes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep that in mind for down the road. But I'll not. come teach your cooking classes yeah, if that's exactly. what you're trying to ask. It's fine. I'll do it. I didn't want to be too subtle about it. I'm in, it. buddy. I'm in. <laughs> I also told Rachel that I'll DJ for the gym, so, you know, it'll be a well, win-win. It'll yeah, you know, we could do that. We could have <laughs> you mop the floors. Well, You could you just know. be like a multi-use guy, right? All right, but we're talking salary. Oh. <laughs> okay. If well. I have to mop floors, we're talking salary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't put you on the toilet duty. Hey, I always I always wipe down my, my machines. It's okay. fine. Okay, yeah. Um, right on. Well, um, so you guys are going to be moving into your new studio space, um, this spring, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, we're really aiming for May 1st to be the, the opening day. We'll probably get in sooner than that, you know, and just kind of get things situated and settled with our clients right now. But, you know, probably springboard into that summertime. Okay. Looking at May 1st is our target date. So what are you guys looking at as far as your gym uh, setting it apart from like other gyms? Because there's a million gyms out there mm-hmm. right now where you can go and you pay, I don't know, like $10 a month and can work out all you want uninhibited. Um, but those places, generally, it's a bunch of treadmills and nobody to show you how to do anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're th- talking about a lot of other big gyms out there, you know, and, and the main thing that separates us from those big big gyms is you, you're going to have, you know, continual guidance. You, mm-hmm. you know, you got questions. This is a private training studio. We're going to have just um, personal trainers contracted on site that work with you. It's not an open gym to come. Just do your own workout. Gotcha. But it's always a session with a trainer. Um, you know, the other thing that sets us apart from other training facilities and gyms is our big focus moving into the nutrition side and really wanted to educate and, you know, teach people how to do it on their own. Absolutely. Um, that's the whole reason we're, we're putting the kitchen in. Um, we want to, with doing that, get local chefs, uh, food purveyors, um, you know, 
local farm farms farmer markets getting those people in the area in so that people will realize they're here what's available to them and just a way to you know kind of gather the community around the whole idea of oh we need to eat better yeah absolutely. you know there there's there's hundreds of gyms i mean from where we are i can go down about two or three blocks and pick out four or five gyms oh yeah it's not it's not hard to find a gym or find a trainer but I think it's hard for somebody to find a routine that they can stick with mm-hmm. through their life. Well, and, and that's that's a really good point you bring up because, uh, and that was what I was sort of hitting at with that question, was I, I literally drive past at least a dozen gyms when I come to work out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're of all different types and calibers. Um, but the thing is, the big difference, because before we started working out together, before I came to Compound Health and Fitness, uh, that was one of my problems, was these big uh, chain gyms uh, where you go in and you pay a membership fee and then you go in and you're left to your own devices. Uh, and for someone like me who knows, you know, okay, I, I know how to walk. Uh, I know that I'm supposed to lift this weight, you know. Um, but short of that, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And too often, like, that will be counterproductive because you can hurt yourself by doing things the wrong way if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, on top of that, you can see not good results. Like, you can, you can go in and bench press all day mm-hmm. and not see the results you want. Um, because you're you're not doing it right or you you maybe just have no idea what's going on yeah and things like that because um, prior to this when I had joined gyms before you know I was always under the idea that okay I'll go in and I'll run on the treadmill because that's what you do to lose weight mm-hmm. you know that's that's cardio cardio burns fat and uh, everybody else on these treadmills are skinny people so that's what I gotta <laughs> do you know yeah um, and unfortunately that doesn't do everything that I needed it to do yeah. and and it w- so I was totally dumb to that fact until I actually got a chance to work out one-on-one with a personal trainer with you guys and so that I mean it's been night and day I mean, you can you can look at where I was before. You can look at now. You see the results. Uh, as you said, over 20 inches lost, uh, over 70 pounds total lost, and it's so I'm, I'm a totally different person physically than I was when you first oh, met yeah. me. And we're still we're still changing. We're still getting yeah. there. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not even close to where I want to be. But at the same time, I'm way way far away from where I started. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a big difference. And I mean, even people uh, who have known me my entire life, you know, if they haven't seen me in a while and then they see me like I've had people tell me like it, it blows their mind, you know, like I don't look anything like I did the last time they saw me. And I mean, that makes me feel good. I don't see it so much myself from day to day because I'm always in this body. Uh-huh. Um, so I look in the mirror and I can tell a little bit difference here and there. But then I'll look and I'll be like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm still not where I need to be. And I, I realize that's a negative way to look well, at it, but when you're in that perspective, like that's that's the way you see things yeah, sometimes. And, and I'm, not to cut you off, no, but you make a great point there, and that's what I wanted to talk about. A lot of people go at it on their own. You know, that's the initial thought. I can do this. I can figure it out. I'm going to go to the gym, and like you said, I'm going to hop on a treadmill, or I'm going to go lift these weights or those those weights. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really good, and you can do it for two weeks, and then when you don't see those results, the one thing that happens is you're like, well, crap. This ain't worth it. Yep. And you just go back to what you're doing before. Or what I see with a lot of people, they get in it, you know, they get the routine, they get going, they get down 20 pounds, and then they hit that plateau, mm-hmm. and they're stuck. And you know what? They gained 30 pounds back. Yeah. It wasn't the 20 that they lost. And, and that's, the, that's the difficulty with, you know, going to these gyms where you're just not – you don't have any guidance or have any answers. Agreed. You can go look on the internet too and try to find all the answers, but you know, it's just 
it's funny there because like I was reading articles today it's an open forum for people just to preach their own opinion on mm-hmm. on things nowadays. People don't do the research on who they're reading and what they're reading about. They have no idea if this blogger or that guy really yeah, is. That, that was a one of the big reasons we guru. started this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm reading an article today, and this guy's talking about you know the three biggest uh, nutrition myths, mm-hmm. and you know his first one the myth. He's like, breakfast is not the most important meal of the day, and you know, I, I'm reading this and I'm like, I get where you're coming from with mm-hmm. what you're saying, but that applies to the 10% of the people that actually, you know, do know what they're eating the rest of the day. Their activity levels are right. They have a fitness and health regimen already structured in mm-hmm. their life. No, for the people that don't know, the majority of people, those that are overweight and those that don't know how to eat correctly for what they need, no, breakfast is very damn important. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, these these people i shouldn't say you know idiots or whatever they are (laughs) it's like they have an open forum to say something outlandish and people think oh well let's go put that on this website or this blog and just start spreading like wildfire well it's because of things like that it's it's very daunting it's very hard for people who are trying to take that first step uh to to get a correct answer and that's why we created randomosity uh health is is the simple fact that you can Google how to lose weight and get a million different responses mm-hmm. as to you know ways to do it. And honestly, 98% of them are total crap. Like yeah. they're either opinion or they have no basis in science or it's just somebody trolling or whatever or trying to get someone to click on something. And unfortunately, too many people fall for those things and then they begin to self-doubt. and They start thinking, well, this isn't for me. I can't do this. I can't exactly. lose weight no matter what I do. It's like the, the whole salad thing. I tried eating nothing but salads for a long time. And uh, I lost like five pounds, but then I wound up gaining like 20. Yeah. And so it was one of those things. I'm like, all I eat is salad. How the hell am I gaining weight? And it's because my body wasn't getting what it needed. It was reacting uh, negatively to what I was doing to it. And so, you know, I put on that weight. But until I took the step to get the correct information from people who actually know, I, I would have never figured that out, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's a big difference. And I think that's why uh, originally we started working together. But now, I mean, with your gym and, and the way that it works, I think that's what a lot of people need because a lot of people don't understand uh, that everyone's health and fitness journey, especially weight loss journeys, are very individualistic. Oh, every like, single one's individual. Yeah, and it right. should be catered. It should be very custom to that person. Uh, you can't. You can have ten people, uh, all relatively similar in in size, shape, weight, whatever, and they can all do the exact same workout routine and diet routine, and you're going to see ten totally different results. And it's it's that way every time because no two people are exactly the same. No two people's bodies work the same way. Uh, I mean, you, we can even break it down. We can go as far as you know people's blood type and, yeah. and what that means toward their their health and what they need nutritionally. Yeah. It's there's a million different factors, and unless you are a nutritionist or a personal trainer or someone who deals with this every single day and has the proper training. You you don't know and you can't really get the information from from online because well who's to say that what you're reading is actually true yeah exactly and, you know and that's just something it, it's a struggle to you know help people understand hey what you're reading a lot of times may not be the case I have clients come to me all the times and they're like oh well I, I was reading about this and this and you know I shouldn't I don't need to eat bread. You know, I, I'm thinking off my top of my <laughs> head here. I got, you know, a guy. He's like, yeah. oh, I ask, how, how's your eating? Oh, I haven't had any bread this week. And I'm like, 
Okay. Why? <laughs> you think that's helping you're for cured. you? You're you, You've been telling me no for six bread. months you haven't been eating bread, and guess what? <laughs> Your weight's not changing. I don't think it's bread, buddy. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I don't obviously talk to him like that, but, you know, it's it's kind of like you got to make a realization and under- that what you're reading and what you're understanding mm-hmm. is not what's necessarily going to benefit you. There's hundreds of diets out there. And I'll tell you out of those hundred diets, there are beneficial things to probably all of them. There's also deficiencies for a lot of people in all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the big ones on the market right now, you know, gl- went through our gluten free phase and it's still kind of here, but yeah. that's a marketing scheme. Well, unless you're a celiac, yeah. like, there's no point. In really yeah. That 0.8% yeah. of society that has celiac, disease yeah mm-hmm. don't touch it exactly you know the other people that think they're you know gluten sensitive or whatever it's because you've been eating a shit ton of carbs and <laughs> processed food you know if i mean if you if 80 percent of your diet is coming from stuff like that of course your body's going to build a intolerance to it and dislike it well you know? and in the research i've been doing like they're the only food that i've seen that regularly if everybody cuts it out of their diet helps them to lose weight or get in better shape is sugar yeah, like that's that's literally the only thing that you can cut out of your diet to help yourself guaranteed uh, everything else like di- different people's bodies react differently, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I agree with you, like just not eating bread or, or cutting gluten out of your diet yeah. isn't going to be a cure all. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I was leaning into, you know, paleo. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of benefits to paleo, but there's also deficiencies there, too. A lot of people that stick strictly to the paleo diet diet, you know, they're and you would think this is funny for men. But their testosterone starts to drop. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because complex carbohydrates are essential for sex hormones, especially in males. Yeah. And and they don't realize that. They don't think about it. It's like, oh, I gotta cut this all out. Well, there so, you have it. There you have it. If, so yeah. if if you need if you need to be in the mood, get your <laughs> complex carbs in there. Go eat your oats. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm really, really excited that you guys are finally getting your own space. Now, is it still going to be? It's still going to be called Compound Health and Fitness, yes. the gym as well, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure because I was pretty sure we were leaning towards Frank's gym <laughs> at one point. Uh, you haven't bought in yet. The gym you, that Frank you were, built. Yeah, yeah, you were. No? You were kind of thinking about that. All you know, right. Can we at least put my face on the sign? Mm, put my on. bicep. Let's put one of my biceps. We up. might put you up on the wall. We'll work we'll on it. We'll work it. Work you got to hit your goal. All you, right. You hit enough. your goal, and we'll put a picture up on there. Yes. For you. I get a picture. Nice. <laughs> it's just like one of those truck step uh, food contests. <laughs> Lose this much weight, hey, get your look, picture on the wall. I got a shirt. <laughs> I ate this big 12-pound hamburger in an hour. Uh, I got a shirt that won't fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got a few of those. I'm not going to lie. Uh, hey. College college was a big time for me. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Fair enough. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to cover or uh, you wanted to let people know about before uh, we wrap up for today? Uh, no, I'm just excited to, you know, for the next five months to kind of see where we're at. You know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, we talked in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. We had a hundred pound goal, one one year for that. So we got, what, seven months left. We're yep. already down 40. So we're, we're on pace. We're on track. We're going to get um, there. I'm just ready. Ready to see what happens next. We're going to get there, man. I'm going to get there ahead of schedule. I'm just letting you know. All right. It's going to happen. I'm I'm on board for that. Dude, I'm pushing. Because you know I've been doing it in 10-pound increments have been what uh, I've been shooting for as far Mm -hmm. as my weight. Like uh, when I hit when I hit 360, I wanted to be I'm like, OK, I'm going to be three, 350 and then I hit 350 and then I'm like, I'm going to be 340. Well, now that I'm below 330 for the first time in my entire life. Well, not my entire oh, life. I, was say. I wasn't born. You were a big baby uh, for the first time. in God, probably the last decade since since college, at least. Um, 
I, I'm not even doing 10 pound increments anymore. Like once I hit, once I hit below 330, I'm like, you know what? 300, I'm getting a 300 and I'm, I'm going to do it and I'm on my way. Um, I, I won't tell you what I weighed in at today, but I'm on my way. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, well, ne- next week's weigh-in is going to be a well, good thing. Well, and I'm not worried about what you weigh today. Yeah. You know, we always talk about that. You don't need to be weighing every day. I, I, kn- I know I you do secretly. I don't try. I don't try to. It just the scale is right outside the shower. Yeah. So it's so convenient. Yeah, it's easy. It's a habit. <laughs> and I understand. But, you know, and we've talked about that before, too. Yeah. It, people are going to do it. Just don't let it stick in your head where the weight goes because your weight's going to fluctuate up and down throughout the week. You know, the oh, main absolutely. thing is to see continually – you know, gradual changes are going down. I mean, even throughout the day, depending on your stress oh, and yeah. like what's going on, like your yeah. weight can fluctuate within a 10 pound range. You know, we, we found that out early on when I was weighing in oh, yeah. uh, because I'd weigh and then like I'd get like all depressed because I'm like, I didn't lose any weight. And then I'd weigh later and I'd have lost, you know, three or four pounds. And so it's just it's one of those things that um, it is very beneficial to not do it every day because those fluctuations can can really hurt your perception. Yeah. And so that's that's probably one of the biggest things I learned as far as weigh-ins go as well is to, you know, make it a fixed time. Make it a fixed time on a fixed day each week that you weigh in. Exactly. And, the, you know, let that just be a guide to you. Like, don't let that rule your entire workout or nutrition, uh, but let that be a guide to tell you if you're on pace, to tell you if you're heading in the right direction, if maybe you need to reevaluate or change some things. If consistently every week you're not losing any weight, so every week, every Monday when you weigh in, you're not losing any weight, it might be time to try something different. Yeah. But if like one week to the next, you know, you weigh in and you're around the same weight, you don't see a major loss. It's not the end of the world, you know, and it's not even necessarily an accurate weight, you know, and I whenever I weigh myself, I weigh myself three times just to make sure that it's accurate because mm-hmm. I, I never I, I've gotten to a point where I don't trust the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'll weigh <laughs> myself and then, you know, cause you can weigh yourself a couple minutes later and it might be a pound or two difference. And so like I'll weigh myself and then I'll weigh myself two more times consecutively and see what my actual weight is, yeah. you know, between the three. So anyways, that's, that's my little tidbit of weighing <laughs> yourself in. So, um, all right. Well with that, Anthony, thank you so much for all oh. the help that you've been doing. Um, glad to be back. Yeah, I am. I'm glad to have you back. You need <laughs> to be on some more shows, man. Um, I know you're a busy man and with uh, the opening of the new gym and stuff, but hopefully we can get you or Rachel or both of you yeah. back in sometime and we'll uh, we'll talk some more, some more fitness. Yes. Some more compound health and fitness. <laughs> huh? Let's do it. Fair enough. All right. Well, for Anthony Giordano with Compound Health or Fitness, I am Frank Beefcake Monroe telling you to uh, go do something healthy for yourself.
Hey gang, it's your old buddy Beefcake from the Randomosity Health Podcast right here on the Randomosity Podcast Network. We'll be right back to the show in just a moment, but first I wanted to let you know about an awesome interactive opportunity for you to get your personal health and fitness questions answered by our expert guests on Randomosity Health. Now there are two simple ways to contact us with your questions. Method one, just email us at randomosityhealth at gmail.com. Or method two, go to www.randomositypodcast.com and click on the Contact Us tab. And then you can use any of the methods listed there to submit your question. Just be sure to send your question to the attention of Randomosity Health. And whether on air or in person, our expert guests will be happy to answer your health and fitness questions. Now, these can be questions ranging from the latest diet fad to how to work out properly. It can literally be anything. Uh, It doesn't matter what your question is. We'll eventually have an expert on the show at one time or another that will be able to answer any single kind of question you may have. So go ahead, get those questions in right here on the Randomosity. Podcast Network. We really hope that you are enjoying Randomosity Health. 